This podcast is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Brutal. TV Talk Machine 2009 with Tim Goodman and Question Boy and Benny on the knobs. Ah, yes, yes. We, we <laughs> it is officially 2009. <laughs> Jason has come through. We just Benny had hel- had held that back from us. That was our 2009 introduction from Jason. Uh, I loved how he added brutal at the beginning. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was nice. Kind of a preview as to what people are about to hear. What they're about to hear. A little Walton, a little brutality, a little aural brutality. He even got a little guitar riff in there. Yeah, he kind of searing a little bit more. Maybe that was a. Let's talk to Jason about that. I wonder if that was a thr- you know maybe like a a callback to uh, Colin's uh, fighting talk where they have uh, Beastie Boys with that searing guitar and all that stuff. Was... All I know, what I know is, do we have the rights to that to that guitar? Right? I know. We, in in fact, <laughs> Jason Jason will now get a suit, and <laughs> the ado- the dollar that we made in two thousand eight will now be lost. It's amazing how he actually had he made it sound like you're singing. I don't know how he did it. I don't know if that's Jason himself singing or. That's Jason. That's Jason. It singing. is Jason. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Remember like he you. sang it live at the at the Hootenanny. Oh yeah. yeah, he has dulcet tones. Yes. Yeah. It's completely. After, after you guys badgered him into creating a an update theme song. I was wondering. Uh, he sent a great message that said, <clears throat> "Okay, it's coming." It's basically he said, "Okay, boys, hold on, it's coming." Last week, uh, it was our third. Was I think our third consecutive podcast where we basically shamed him. Yeah. Into doing a. Yeah, we put him to work. And he did. He came through. It was shameful. Wow, this is uh, yet another installment of uh, Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast that we're listening to. Welcome, a great one. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. That's uh, that's uh, Joe Joe Garofoli, everybody. Question Boy, uh, aka Question Boy, and uh, working in the knobs over here, working manning the knobs is uh, Benny Evangelista. Right. Benny, welcome. I've, I've cleaned the chocolate off my knobs, so I'm, I'm free now. Wow. Yeah, last week was a uh, a new. Uh, I don't low? know if high or low. What, <laughs> think, what, what do we what do we call last week? That was a, a, a I think uh, new, new threshold, should we say, for the TV talk machine? Yeah, we we went to uh, we went to an interesting place last week. Yes, yeah, that was our uh, <laughs> that was experimental experimental podcast. What did you say? That was experimental. Sure, sure. it was boundary pushing. It was, mm-hmm. and uh, we were but, on the bleeding edge of the envelope, as they say. <laughs> And today we are welcoming also a new president. We are today welcoming a new president with uh, welcome Barack Obama. He's a big fan of the TV talk oh, machine. Oh, no question about huge it. Huge fan. I'm thinking that uh, he is a huge fan of it. I, I, you know, if you see him uh, wearing an earpiece, he's probably listening to last week's podcast. <laughs> I think he was. If he reddens up a little bit, you know he yeah, was. Yeah, he was to listening uh, to Sherry from the Vale in her in her blue streak. I hope the girls weren't listening to that. They're, they, I hope they they shouldn't have. Uh, I think he he uh, knows. So it's it's an adult only yeah. podcast. And Michelle uh, is often you know doesn't let the kids li- listen to TVTM. Right. When he's up late at night, you know maybe he's thinking about the putting together today's speech. Mm-hmm. I think he was listening to last week's. Uh, <laughs> it's dual podcast. It's, it, it, it like puts him in a it puts him in a zone because there's nothing really for us to listen to. It's just kind of like white noise that he's right. three people chattering or four people last week. 
makes him focus a little bit. At least that's yes. what he said in his many emails to the TV talk <laughs> And is there other non-TV news of the week? Oh, great one. Well, I think the inauguration is uh, uh, is a perfect uh, non-TV news. I mean, it's a, you'll watch that, right? But it's... Oh, that's, I will be uh, monitoring the media coverage of that. Really? Yes. Are you going to do a thing? Because I saw that yes. you... Um... By the way, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I read your story today. Yes. Which is rare. That you read my story? That I read it all... That, and I got all the way through it. Two rarities. <laughs> One, that I read it. <laughs> Two, no, three, that you were actually in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Uh, perhaps you oh. missed uh, yesterday's oh, front page I story. Uh, well, I did actually miss yesterday's front <laughs> page story. But um, I noticed that you use one of my favorite uh, terms as uh, it relates to television, our yeah. shared cultural experience. It is. So uh, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think John Carmen was. Ah. <laughs> That's my predecessor. Uh, he was the second TV critic in the in the history of the San Francisco Chronicle. I am the third and last since eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> and last since what, what, when the paper was found? One hundred and forty-four. How can you forget? One hundred and forty-four years Jesus. ago. But no, what's the actual number? Eighteen what? Eighteen sixty-five. Eighteen sixty-five. Only three critics since eighteen sixty-five. It's astounding. <laughs> Well, Only three TV critics. Television. No, come on. You're why you why do you do the math? You're killing my best joke. Oh, you're, you're killing me. You got you gotta be that we would know it all in your class. Let's see, uh other non TV related news this week. Um let's see here. Uh dun, 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 dun. We're from the town with the Super Bowl team. We cheer the Pittsburgh Steelers. Winning's a habit, not only a dream. Go out and get them Steelers. Took us 40 years in coming. Let's keep that Steelers machinery humming. We got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Thank you. Awesome. (laughs) Woo! Oh, I was just waiting all weekend to hear that. Wow. Is that a kind of funny ending to it, though, isn't no, it? No, I was, uh, I tacked that on. That's a separate cheer. Oh, a separate, a separate cheer. cheer. Yeah. No, believe me, I could go through a couple of verses. Uh, yeah. Let's spare the TVTM listeners. <laughs> I noticed that uh, your uh, uh, your shorty robe uh, is especially equipped with the front-loaded uh, terrible towel. I do have the terrible <laughs> towel there. But it, is, uh, it has the terrible towel with some uh, red, white, and blue bunting for the inaugural. For, yeah, really. You've covered all your bases. And <laughs> especially the most important base. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the, yeah, I don't even know where to go on that. But that's um, you know what's interesting. Uh, I watched that, and it was really the most boring of the two games. Yes, it really was for uh, fans only. Fans only. Fans only. But I, I thought to myself, you know what? Congratulations, your your football okay. team's made it to the to the Super Bowl. Yes. I, you know, I'm gonna have to pull. I'm gonna have to root against you because of you don't want them to get more of Super Bowl wins than the 49ers. That's right. Right now we are we are you and I are on par. Our favorite right. teams. Are two of only three teams to have five Super Bowl championship rings. Right. Were yeah. your Steelers to win? Yes, they would be alone. Oh, great one! And it would be uh, it would shift the balance of power. <laughs> oh, okay. I love that. You know that, that thought. I don't. I don't like that because the balance of power shifted last week. There was a lot of questions directed towards you. Somebody asked Benny a TV question. <laughs> I think you guys referred to as Sir. It was really, it, really. It was really off last week. Something was in in the water or in the air. I think I know it was in the air. In the air tonight, something. Was that a Phil Collins yeah. for me yeah. going yeah. in yeah. the air? Tonight? Yeah, I was, wow. I was going. We should just pull the plug and pull <laughs> pull all the car, pull all the knobs off, Benny. The uh, uh, you, hey, I heard. Uh, speaking of uh, bad singing, yes. 
I saw the Clint Eastwood movie uh, Grand Torino. Oh, you did? Uh, yes. And you know, he was uh, nominated for his his the song called Van, uh, Grand Torino. It is it makes Tom Waits or uh, or your buddy there uh, um, Oh, Mark Eitzel. Mark Eitzel sound like uh, like a fairy princess singer. Really? Oh, oh really? Unlistenable. So yeah. so he sang it. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it's him because it sounds like, like his voice. And he wrote wow. it. I know he wrote it. Oh, Clint. Yeah, oh, too, oh, too much power. Too much, oh, yeah, yeah. oh. Higher out. <laughs> oh, absolute power. Yeah. Wow. Corrupts absolutely. Now, so what is he going to be? He's playing the piano now? Yeah. He's shooting it, acting in it, writing in it, partly? Yeah. He didn't write it, but he wrote his own music? Yeah. Uh, next thing you know, he's going to have a nude scene. He's going to write that in. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so that was that's good. That's some good non-TV news. Yes. Kenny, do you have any non-TV news for this week? No, well, I don't know. You know, we've been celebrating our 144th anniversary of the Chronicle, and um, I really like the Sporting Green Green. Yes, it was all Sunday's green paper, which uh, I helped uh, help put together. Really? Yeah, I yeah. saw you dyeing the actual sections yeah. down yeah. in the I was, basement the I other was day, mixing just... that green ink in there. But uh, yeah, one page at a time. Benny was down there; just he would dunk it, and then he'd hang it up and dry it. Every day, I learn that Benny is really the glue that holds this paper. He together. does. That when they, whenever there's a problem, people Benny call Benny. It. Yeah, in that's, his shorty room. That's why we're in the condition we are that's in. That's right. You've driven us to the to the brink of bankruptcy. Yes. yes. And that, we want to... <laughs> How about some TV news of the oh, week? Oh, my God. There's TV news this week, Joe. There's a ton of stuff. <laughs> what is there? Oh, great one. Well, let me tell you. All right. First of all, our, at the end of our last podcast, Battlestar Galactica had not even come on the air yet. BSG. Are you not a BSG fan, yeah. right? Too, you're too late, right? I'm too late. Yeah. Too late to the party. Are you going to do a geeky joke or something? No, I'm not going to. I'm really? going to skip that today. Hmm. In honor of our new president. Wow. It's a new beginning. We are one. You know, Obama has a really good taste in television. Big fan of The Wire. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. And what else? I think he, like? what, what, he also came out with one. I think he said Shield maybe once. <laughs> he did. Yeah, Dark. Huh? It was just really. Bleak. Yeah, I think he might. I don't know if he said Mad Men, but he did say. Uh, uh, he's and you know he's got. Um, Wait, he's I don't, first of all, I don't want the knowledge. I don't want the I don't want the president watching this much television. Just let, go out and fix the economy. What's he doing? Well, I mean, like, this I, is pre-election. Ah, he can look. watch the wire pre-election. Now he's in office. I want it. He can TiVo stuff. Do you think he really like uh, kicks back late at night? And, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Watch a little wire. Watch a little shield. Maybe he's watching a little Flight of the Concords. That'd be great. <laughs> Brit. Brit. Obama. Brit. Well, I'm sure they have television on Air Force One, so he's, he can just watch it oh, there. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I look, I don't, didn't want to say this, but I have personally sent him uh, what to watch. Really? You gave yeah, him your top I've, 25? I've tailored a couple of things for him to watch. You know, he, he's, he looks. He's a busy man. He needs me to, uh, you know, cut out the clutter. You know, I, I've nipped a lot of the Discovery Channel, History Channel stuff he might have been watching. Okay, get that out. You know, dog so whisper. What did you give him? What's your top three? Uh, I got him. I got him into uh, Thirty Rock. I started him on that. I did actually send him a copy of Flight of the Concords. <laughs> I think it's it's, it's he it's, needs a good laugh. You know, he needs a good laugh. And he's already. I think he's already signed on as a Thirty Rock fan. But I did send him a Arrested Development DVD. There you go. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's a little retro. Threw that in there. How about the riches? Did you give them the, the riches? I. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? It's the riches is the gift that keeps giving. It is. It, it is. really is. It really is. But boy, speaking of TV news, Joe, I got to tell you, uh, TV related news. So 
Battlestar Galactica bows on Friday. A lot of a lot of big revelations in that one. Uh, Friday Night Lights came out on Friday. This is after our last podcast, so technically, it would, you know, for us, yes. this is in the collective week. And then Sunday, huge, huge week. Okay, you got uh, third season premiere of Big Love. Are you a fan of that? I was uh, on the bandwagon early, and then I just kind of lost interest. In really, it. I, I liked the first year because I, I get the the second year I didn't yeah. watch it, and then I cut off HBO. Mm. Yeah, economy reasons. Economy, yes. No, we're it's tightening the belt. I noticed that you also have three wives, <laughs> and uh, so I thought that that as a polygamist that that would appeal. I did to identify core. yes with that with that aspect of it. I lean more towards the triple horn wife. I gotta say. Yeah. I. Oh, no question. Yeah. Do you need triple horn? It's that's the wife to go for. Oh yeah. You know the other two are annoying. Right. You know. But I don't think there's the she. Her amount of nudity has been cut down. Correct? Way down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what's yeah. the point of watching? <laughs> that's one of the reasons <laughs> yeah, I cut the, off HBO. Oh god. What's the point? Speaking of lack of nudity in a show that sort of like demands nudity, another Sunday uh, premiere was uh, Secret Diary of a Call Girl on Showtime. Yes. Uh, what Billy did you think of that? You uh, you reviewed that the other day. Um, it's it's interesting. Now, it's a contrast thing with a Big Love because I think I nailed in the two thousand second season, which was two thousand seven. I think I nailed why Big Love doesn't work for me. Second season, like you, this lost its uh, second season lost yeah. its kind of freakish allure of like, man, this guy's got three wives. Here's polygamy out in the in the open, and here's these Mormons in Utah, and this, and then you got the compound. A uh, lot of a lot of interesting stuff. The three wives and the pressure that puts on the husband and all that kind of stuff and kind of freakish nature. But by the second season, that was kind of old hat. Their effort to make that normal did just that. It made it normal and it didn't make it interesting. And then I got I got to say it. Uh, I, you know, I said this in the review of second season that uh, you know America, the United States, is still very a religious country, uh, and they don't look at uh, you know. Some some Mormonisms and certainly polygamy as as an actual religion. Sometimes they say it's a cult, and so I think if you look at the main character, what does he have to lose? He's out and he's trying to make it in the world. His biggest risk is to be discovered and outed and then shamed or whatever. Well, I think most Americans would say, well, man, yeah, so well, he's a polygamist. He deserves it. He's got three wives, three houses. So there's like, you know, I don't think there's that. You don't have a compassion for him. No, no, you can't identify with him. Can't identify. He's not. He's not a typical anti-hero. But you can't also. He's kind of bland character. He is too. Kind of I mean, bland. just you know, he's he's Bill Pullman. Mm-hmm. And but it's also been lapped by the current events too that's happened with the Mormons and and such. They tried to catch up on in season three, and you know what? Here's the thing: it's a well done show. It's well structured. Yeah. It's well written, well acted. Anything that's got Harry Dean Stanton in it, I'm going to watch. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's just uh, it doesn't compel me to do it. But. Uh, so here, so you, you think more of that show, and then you're a little bit disappointed when you watch it. You think less of Secret Diary of a Call Girl, and you watch that, and you know, this is actually pretty good. It's actually, there's eight more, the second season, eight more episodes. It's filmed on location. You have, you kind of got that vibe that Sex and the City had of, like, the, where the city is actually a character. She, It's kind of funny. The writing's better than you think it is. There's funnier bits in it. Um, but there's just, uh, you know, there's not a lot of nudity for a Showtime series about a call girl. Yeah. So scratch that off the list, yeah, right? And then uh, so of the then there's two more that came out. So you've got uh, the big one, which we premiered uh, previewed in Friday's Chronicle, which was uh, uh, United States of Terror. Steven Spielberg, executive mm-hmm. producer, Diablo Cody wrote it. Uh, Tony Collette stars in it as a multiple personality, or now it's called uh, DID, dissociative identity disorder, which you have. I have a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's where all the characters come from, all the voices. They're not the characters. They are part of me. (laughs) A very serious part of me, I'd say. Um, That Tony Collette's one hot number. (laughs) Oh, so Porno Dick really is one of your... One of your altars. One of the altars, yes. <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I would say that uh, I I found Porno Dick uh, in, in a in a podcast that was already skeevy. He was the skeeviest of all. But I, you know, are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> to, to your credit, the fans rallied. I don't know if you read the blog, but everybody came out and endorsed. The people have spoken. I've, I've got the double victory <laughs> sign up right now. I will be vindicated. Uh, okay, porno dick. Um, yes, yeah, so Tony Collette in uh, United States of Terror was is really good. The show takes a little getting used to, but I think that's going to be something that's of interest. Uh, you know, he, here's another thing about that show I like. John Corbett. What do you think about John Corbett? I'm a fan of John Corbett. Me I think too. It sounds like uh, he was perfectly cast in that uh, as well. I love his zenness. Yeah, very. If you, if, you're, if your wife has like four or five personalities, you need a mellow guy to be the husband there. Totally mellow. Yeah. Really a saintly in his understanding. And, um, you know, I'm going to throw this. One of our uh, good friends, Joe and I, good friends uh, for ages, Suki Abu. Yes. Used to, back in the day, Suki used to love. Um, uh, Northern Exposure. Right. And Corbett was the radio DJ. Fantastic. <clears throat> and one of the great stories of t- television letting down a viewer was when Sue came to me and said, oh, you know, because, you know, when John Corbett played the car- the radio guy on that show, he knew everything. He was just, uh, he was eclectic and he had a vast knowledge of very arcane things and he was insightful and zen. And then she saw him on a talk show and she said, uh, uh, he's dumb as a <laughs> host. <laughs> but wow. you know what and I, and I have liked everything that uh, he's been in mm-hmm. and I don't care if he's not as smart as he was in, in alleged to be in that series he's a good guy uh, and he's he's a good actor and uh, he makes me he's comfortable makes me feel comfortable yes he's like an old shoe he's an old shoe so uh, and, and a great playoff of Tony Clett uh, anyway Sunday was the first series it's playing all week I, I tell people to catch up on it if you can uh, it's a great series. And lastly, the fourth series that came out on, on Friday, of course, is one of our uh, our beloved series on this on this show, Flight of the Concords. Brit! Present! Just, Murray, just great. I mean, it's just <laughs> fantastic. I mean, it's just, Murray not only gets more of a role this year, he's singing more. Murray sings. Murray sings, wow. yeah. Uh-huh. And um, he has a different band he's handling as well. Yeah, temporarily. <laughs> temporarily. I think things are going to go a little sideways. Yeah, that band. I hope so. Uh, uh, but great. He sings in that. And I love, uh, I've seen the first three episodes, and I do love how uh, the Australian slash New Zealand rivalry is all, continue to play off again. I love the posters in the room, including the one, uh, New Zealand, better than old Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just the kind of humor you and I love. And uh, But um, they... Uh, I love how it's funny because I would like to get the reaction to Australians to this because it really, in their attempt to, to portray New Zealand as sort of like in, you know, have this complex about being smaller and, you know, less boisterous and successful and important export goods that Australia does, it does portray the Aussies as kind of this almost American cockiness and, uh, and bragged, braggarts and obnoxious people. And so they, the, the cultural attaches meet 
in the elevator, and I got to just say, Australia just <laughs> destroys them, just mocks them. They're just mean. <laughs> so I want to, if you're from Australia and you are yet a kind of a to check in, right? That's yes. a continent that needs to check in. So those were the four uh, uh, TV news this week, but there's two more now that have added. I should put this in there because this will be before our Thursday podcast. You have the Wednesday premiere of Lie to Me on Fox, starring Tim Roth. Uh, It's kind of, I I wrote uh, in uh, today's paper, Monday's paper, or yesterday's paper, sorry. Yes, yesterday's. Yesterday's paper, that uh, it kind of battles The the Mentalist, which is a huge hit, one of the only freshman hits on on CBS. There must have been 97 commercials for The Mentalist yesterday (sighs) on... on, uh... During the ball game, yeah, it's it's their big show. It's their their big breakout fall hit. Um, but this is a better series. Fox has got a better series with Tim Roth and Lie to Me because the Mentalist, this guy, he's just guessing. He's just like you and I. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy did it. Well, based on what? You're just a hunch, you know. Whereas Tim Roth is, is based actually on an actual guy, a doctor who's a, a scientific knowledge of micro expressions. I'm looking at your micro expression right now, and it's uh, it's unhappy. It's one of boredom. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, brutal. Oh, a man tries to lay out some actual TV news, and then he's just dragged down. Coach Wooden wouldn't like this. Where is this podcast going? Where's the entertainment value? (laughs) Coach Wooden would not endorse the infighting. We play as a team. Uh, So anyway, lie to me. Also, you know, so he's great. He's got all these... uh, He can tell you when you're lying based on your, your... your eyes, your inadvertent body movements, it's like you're making. You've made many inadvertent and also inappropriate body yeah, movements. Yeah, so that's my terrible towel <laughs> waving in the wind. And also you have to, you know, wiggle your hips to get that terrible towel going. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to hey, lay that out there. Did you hear about uh, the uh, your good friends of the Parents Television Council? A little more news. What, did they, what did they, they These what did they guys say? are gloating in the cancellation of one of your favorite shows, Swingtown. Oh, speaking of swinging Swingtown, yes. They said, now tell me if this is accurate, oh, great right. one. They said, on behalf of the nation's children and families. Oh, God, great. Speak, it's a way to speak for the world. Yes. The PTC applauds and celebrates the removal of Swingtown from the public airwaves. But let's be clear about why the program was pulled from the schedule. It has nothing to do with the writer's strike and everything to do with the program's lack of sponsors. CBS's claim that Swingtown was a victim of the strike is nothing but PR spin to conceal what really happened. And here's what they're here's why they didn't like Swingtown. They said the show aired as early as 9 p.m. in the Central Mountain time zones and aired such content as a menage a trois, orgies, and the characters enjoying drugs such as marijuana, cocaine, and quaaludes. That sounds like uh, last week's podcast. But I'm bum. So what else? So they're what? So they're gloating. The, they're they're gloating. Hooray! Well, let me just tell you this: because it's been a long time, people it has, it has officially been canceled. The uh, uh, Swingtown, but the Parents Television Council, by the way, total right wing nut jobs. Also, I think I'm, I can't verify this. Satanic, <laughs> possibly. Uh, you know what? I love that they when something dies and they you know they 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 want they need to like justify their own existence and they rally and say we did it we took all the things out there now let me tell you it's not they sold enough advertising on on Swingtown don't worry about that <clears throat> what a show lives and dies on television by its ratings only 
So Swingtown did not have the ratings. It also didn't really fit into, and this is, you know, you know, it's these these are related. It didn't fit in in the CBS schedule. They don't have shows like Swing Time, Swingtown. So it was this abnormal offering, and then people were just didn't know what to do. It, come, it came out of some like procedural. I'm sure shoot 'em up procedural, which is all that CBS has. And then you've got this uh, '70s swinging singles. Then it got ratings early, and then it just faded, right? It did okay. Yeah, it faded. I mean, it did. It did. Good, it did better than expected. Uh, they put it in the summer, and um, you know, you don't you don't get good ratings there. But they just didn't. It, it was the ratings were there. They didn't fit with the the CBS program. Good for you to come prepared and bring some actual news. In yes. <coughs> are you? What else are you listening? Are you listening to anything? The news this <laughs> well, week? Well, oh, great. Wait, wait, well, you know, I, before you, you get, get there, more, uh, I just, <laughs> more TV news. <laughs> yeah, I have that one last bit of TV news, which you, you can't ignore. This. This is possibly for some listeners the biggest news of the television season. Lost returns. Lost returns on, on Wednesday. And this podcast is up on Tuesday, and then we have one on Thursday. It's, it, it's imperative that we talk about Lie to Me, which we did, yes. and Lost. Now, you're a Lost what, fan. I'm right? not a Lost fan. Really? No. We've, you've, you you uh, we're, mocked we're, me about this one out of every three podcasts. Was it uh, one, no, of, I never, one not, of your never three wives <laughs> who I'm referring to liked <laughs> yes, Lost? Apparently so. I think number two liked it. Was it one of your alters? <laughs> I, I was on that plane. <laughs> You know, I uh, I uh, I gotta say that I uh, <laughs> porno dick when he's actually not skeevy is just really just tricky dick. So we we not might need to make some notes there. Uh, but that's good. We're workshopping it. Yeah. I, well, you brought you brought up this thing about music. That's interesting. Um, what are you? I am. I love music, as you well know. Are you listening to anything? What are you listening to? Yes, I saw. I heard a, a great band, some live music the other night. Oh, you got out. Yes, I got you out. You got out of the house and uh, with my first wife. <laughs> and uh, we saw a band called uh, Devil Makes Three, and they're kind of like a punky uh, bluegrass band. Punky bluegrass, oh, yeah, with strains of one of our favorites, punky the Brewster Grass, the, uh, the, the Violent Femmes. You hear echoes of the Femmes. Oh, echoes of the yes. Femmes. Oh, very wow. good. Saw them at the uh, Independent here in, in lovely San Francisco. Really, you yes. got out to the Independent yes. with the misses? Yes, or one of the misses. One of the misses. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. Why? What prompted you? First of all, how how were you led to them? What's the name of the band again? Devil Makes Three. How did you find out about them? Just like we just took a flyer. Really? Yeah. Not even you didn't find them on Pandora no. or Last FM no. or anything like that. Just like, and then we we lucked out. Really? Man, I is that the only thing you listen to, or do you that's, like, yeah, you, that's have you great. discovered anything new? No, that's my that's my discovery. I'm savoring that one for. Ah, oh, man. I am. I'll tell you. Here's what I'm listening to a lot right now. I'm listening to. Uh, Oh, a little French, which I'm able to do. Bon hiver. Bon hiver. Right. Uh, Band of Horses. They're coming to town soon. Uh, yeah, they are. I'm not sure I'm going to go. New Fox Theater in Oakland in the yes. 510, our, our, our very own 510. Uh, Apples in Stereo, kind of getting back into them. They're, they've been out for a while, kind of getting into that right now, uh, playing that heavily. And uh, let's see, what else? I've got the Evil Urges album. Uh, from my morning jacket. Any of these strike a bell with you? My morning jacket. Yeah. Like Benny, what are you? I've seen, actually seen those guys. Have you really? It was a Good music for you. Festival yeah, a it's a ago. very interesting <clears throat> group. Benny, are you listening to anything new? No, I don't listen to music that much. Really? I, yeah. Now I find this fascinating. Why not? Because well, I have podcasts on my pod on my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> he's too busy dying the the sports section green for the love of pod. You know what, Benny? He's selfless. He's like he is. He you know what? Dies for this. He says if I. 
if I were to listen to music, it would be giving myself pleasure, and I would rather just work for the newspaper 24-7. <laughs> or, or at least for the next 144 days. <laughs> oh, wow, well, all right. No one else is listening to anything else, I guess. And are you reading anything? <laughs> oh, great one. <laughs> this is all about you. What are you? No, I. What's I, it, what's what inside? I, I, what are you reading? Part of it. Are you reading? You know what? I, I quit. What I, I quit reading. reading something. Did you read what? I was reading my column. <laughs> <laughs> I quit reading that years ago. The uh, I was reading Team of Rivals, that massive uh, book about that uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, the historian, wrote about Lincoln's cabinet. Oh. Yeah, really? and the assembly, you know, how he how he chose the people. Yeah. Wow, Doris Kearns, <laughs> go Doris Kearns, good one, way back. <laughs> three hundred and it's like a part of like five, six, seven hundred pages. I got about three eighty deep into it. I was like, you know, I I can't. Really? It was man versus book. Oh. I, was like, I can't go any deeper. Really, like, I was just. You know, three eighty though. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. And historical document. It's terrific. But. Oh. <laughs> Interesting that the she should have should have should have made more crap up in that book. It's se- it's seven hundred pages. She, uh, six of them weren't six hundred of them weren't hers. <laughs> ah, wasn't hers work. I will never forget plagiarism. Yeah, Coach so. Wooden would not approve of plagiarism. <laughs> you have to do your own work. <laughs> but that Doris Doris Kearns Goodwin. She's yes. a hmm. Wow, well, that's a hefty tome. <laughs> yeah, were you uh, doing yes. that? Yeah. yeah, that's probably why you couldn't follow that. Oh, no. Lincoln, man. Uh. Wait, maybe we should put Lincoln in bars. <laughs> Dude, that's he a... He was not a drinker. He wasn't? No, he was not a drinker. Teetotaler? Uh, yeah. Get he out would of go, the bar. He would hang out with people hat. who were drinks, would drink and uh, tell stories. So he'd be like the, the guy you... Like, if you're drunk, you'd like to hear his stories. Like a, your sober uncle. Right. Those who was entertaining. Really? His stories were good? A, a fabulous uh, storyteller. Yeah. Uh, what about Matt? I would think that you would be knee-deep during the election into, like... Uh, uh, like all these political magazines and oh yeah yeah you know that, that stuff yeah. websites yeah a lot of that stuff yeah I'm not I'm not reading anything right now nothing nothing I, I no have spines put... are broken what no spines <laughs> no are spines broken. are broken one of your yes one of your go to jokes oh excellent uh, no I, I am I'm actually gonna dig up an old classic and read it though I'm gonna read uh, uh, okay this is I'm gonna let me just put this on a T for you all right <laughs> did you pull out the driver put it on a T for you <laughs> no. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna my own calling. I actually asked for it for Christmas from Santa. Uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. There you go. You're going to renew your Zen. I'm gonna, I, th- I thought you were writing, reading uh, Xanax in the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to read it with John Corbett. His Zenness will help <laughs> yes. me through it. Benny, what are you reading these days? Uh, apparently, apparently nothing, except for the Sporting Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's what I read. No, you know, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time on Facebook lately. Really, reading, reading about the lives of other people. I have really? no life. I have no life of my own, so I read about other people. You're on Facebook. Do you, do you yeah. put? Uh, do you fill in that thing where it says uh, what you're doing right now? That's my oh, least that's favorite. So lame. Least once favorite in a while. Thing. Once in a while. Like I put in something about the Arizona. I couldn't believe the Arizona Cardinals were in the Super Bowl. Benny. Yeah. Benny puts that. Uh, Benny because everybody used starts with their first name. Benny is now working on a podcast. <laughs> I should do that. Benny is now working on another link. podcast. I should post a link to this podcast. <laughs> think of it. You should yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to get into a big discussion. I don't, I'm not a believer in Facebook. You don't. You don't, you don't do it. So I, I, I got too many friends already. I don't need any more friends. <laughs> I got to get rid of friends. These aren't. These are. These are. Uh, I use it professionally mostly. I, yeah, I don't yeah, use yes, it. To, uh, my wife social. is on it. She's. She just got on it. I, probably because I've only been mocking her about it for so long about the lameness of it. 
uh, and she just was afraid to go on there. But now she's an independent woman. She's a guy. She, she belongs on there. She's a. She's of the that generation, and b. She's in a. Nah, nah, that's that's wrong. It's, there's there's tons of old people. I, what's on the it. point? What's the, ah, but I know. Oh, just call my wife old. Oh, nice. Wait, she'll, oh, she well, stopped listening at this point. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> she's checking up on us. Uh, what? I don't but, get the point of the Facebook. Well, you, you learn about a lot of people. You know the people that you know that you don't regularly keep in touch with. You find out what's going on with them. I mean, I I, I found out uh, an old colleague of ours got married and divorced in all in the past year. So and that's that that was fascinating. I didn't know that. Found out another former colleague of ours who got uh, engaged right on New Year's Eve. So I thought that was fantastic. Really, oh, I would have not known that otherwise if it hadn't been on Facebook. Wow. Okay, so let me just. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I don't care. I don't care about, about the co- my colleagues, for well, starters. But I, who cares what they got? I don't. I don't. I, 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 I am in the. I know. I'm. I'm not in the norm here. I like. Well, I do like here. I've reconnected with a bunch of people on it because they, they find me in, on this. But I. I don't care about the constant updates. You know, Tim Goodman is waiting for the bus right now. Who, who gives a crap? Right. I mean, who? Yeah. You know, is that uh, a? Well, we wouldn't care about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Standing on the corner waiting for the bus. <laughs> Wow, but no, no. Let's do. We're here. Let's just. I say we will never revisit it because we'll never remember it. Because my wife's on it now, and then her friends have these updates. One of them, or she saw friends of a friend's updates, and like, oh, John from from Colorado is gonna go from seven, you know, twenty seven degrees, and he's gonna fly to Florida where it's eighty degrees. Who cares? I don't give a shit about that. Nobody I was, cares. Well, is that just me being a curmudgeon? No, or I I'm just, with you. I, I I could care less. I I hate that feature. Yeah. And I, I hear you know. Let's and we'll bring this even home. You and I are great pals. We've gone. We go back many years. We live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> yes. How, how how rare is that? We actually live in the same right. East Bay neighborhood. I'm, I'm never at your house. No. It's hard enough to keep up my relationship right. with you. Much less. I, I, I invited you to my house the last two Sundays, but you refused I, to I come just, over I, and watch I, the game. I That's couldn't, fine. Get, I couldn't get out. Dick. <laughs> Thus ends our Facebook discussion. Yes. Wow. Let's read some emails. Let's read some let's, emails. Let's hear Because, we, you know, we asked here. what we were reading. Let's read some we should, emails. Maybe we should uh, establish a Facebook page for the TVTM. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> oh, wow. All right. What do you got there? This is from Max and Martini Town, a.k.a. Wicked Machine. Oh, uh, Wicked Machine, yes. Uh-huh. Dear Sir Tim, Q-Boy, QB, <laughs> Manny, Benny, Porno Nixon, Angry Regis, Guillermo Walton, Dora, and whoever else you're holding hostage in there. I was. Hey! Somebody let me out of this cabinet! I'm in the cabinet! It's hot in here! Use the map! I've been here a week! Can you hear me? There's too much porn, dog! I'm too young! I was researching some of your old reviews for something I was going to send you when I saw that you panned Firefly when it came out. <laughs> I did. Then I remember that's why, that that's why I didn't watch one of my favorite dead shows when it originally aired, The Frightening Power of a Tim Goodman Review. I scared him off. Did you ever revisit Firefly? Uh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Very nice. You spilled all over your robe there. I did, whoa. I think you got some onto, into your garden. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, I did revisit the show. You know why? They Fox initially, thank you, Benny. Fox initially. <laughs> Benny has some safety has some wipes, wipes there. here. Were those left over from, was this left over from, uh, from, from last the, week? From Sherry from the Veil? Sherry from the Veil <laughs> left a bunch of sanitary wipes here. 
There's oh my some God. Wow, there we go. I did revisit it because Fox, I think, originally ran the Firefly episodes out of order. But I will save my current uh, opinion of the show until we finish reading this message. When I, what I mostly got from your review was how silly you found the premise. Well, I also admit that I found the buy-in high. Once you get going, and especially if you watch them in order, you get all that delicious Josh Whedon character work that made even weak seasons of Buffy and Angel watchable. He created some of his best characters for this show. Being a Josh, a Joss show, the main characters were eminently quotable, and the relationships felt very real. Even one-offs, like the English gangster from the premiere, who later guested on BSG as Baltar's awesome lawyer, or the creepy bounty hunter from the last episode, stuck with you. Not to mention, Firefly was the first time I ever laid eyes on... Christina Hendricks. Oh, that's throwing one you're throwing a ball. AKA in your the future Mrs. Wicked Machine. Oh, <laughs> oh no way. I'll fight you, Wicked Machine. For, for that alone, it's laudable. So if you ever so if you never finish the series, give it a shot. I know you're always moving forward and you've got no time to dawdle on failed shows, especially ones you weren't crazy about to begin with. But I've yet to show Firefly to anyone who didn't fall in love with it. Setting you up for a heartbreak, Max and Martini Town, aka Wicked Machine. You know, that is the one show in the history of uh, my criticism that keeps coming back. People say, yeah, man, there's, there's obviously stuff that's popular that I disagree with uh, in treatment and many others. Oh, oh just get, Please, still getting the abuse. Still... Oh, oh, and, but why and John is it still Adams. Getting still getting the John Adams oh. emails. Let it go. But uh, still, you know what? I don't get any Firefly. I used to, just, you know, years after that review came out, just get punishing emails from people. Uh, I couldn't buy into the premise. Just couldn't. I couldn't quite get it. Uh, and I do like Joss Whedon a lot. So, um, but you know what? Maybe when things cool down a little bit, I will uh, uh, put that on my list. Get back to it. Hey, this next one is from Gary and Jillian from Berkeley, California. Gary and Jillian. Yes. They want to know what happened to the TV show Easy Sexy Money with Donald Sutherland and Jill Claver. <laughs> I mean, Dirty Sexy Money. I love it when people say easy. They they said easy easy sexy sexy money, but it's dirty sexy money. Dear Tim. DSM, yes. We are part of the few who eagerly await Friday's Battlestar Galactica. Why are so few episodes 10 for a final season? And what happens? Do you want to answer that one first? Oh, great one. Yeah, well, that's getting into a can of worms. They definitely split the season. There was 20, supposed to be 20 episodes, I guess, in the last season of BSG, and they split the seasons 10 and 10. Um. I'm okay with 10 as as a niche cable season. Anything less, I'm not. But I really dislike, just a quick tangent, I really dislike when, uh, like, The Closer and whatever, uh, Burn Notice, they do eight episodes and they come back for five. Don't take the four months off and come back with five episodes. Run them all. Did, did the uh, Sopranos kind of set the... Uh... The precedent for that? Didn't they no, come? they only did that in their sixth season. Okay. Um, the splitting of the seasons re- is, I find, tremendously annoying. Just run them. Run them all. And what happened to a Dirty Sexy Money? Uh, canceled. Is it coming back? <laughs> when? Just want to make sure they got all their questions there. All aired. their questions in. I guess canceled. TV is a bastard machine. They don't do quality TV justice. Peace. Gary and Jillian from Berkeley. And they, I must add, to the credit of the blog and the TVTM, these two have several advanced degrees behind their name. Really? Yes. Nice. So Look we, at that. We, this attracts the intelligentsia. Oh, we cater to the smart set. Yes. Um, 
You know what? That, that's <laughs> that was the a, lying buzzer. That was the lying buzzer. <laughs> it went off. You know what? Uh, there is a chance that if there are any episodes left of Dirty Sexy Money, that they'll be burned off in the summer. I don't think there are any, though. All right. Should you we go to a call, Benny? Yeah. We're desperate for a call. Did anybody call us during our... Uh... Uh, yeah, we had a couple calls. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You want to play one now? Let's play one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Walter from Florida. I just listened to 88 with Sherry from the Vale. Man, she was awesome. She just uh, elevated your show to actual entertainment. <laughs> so uh, good call there. And my question is uh, about Nathan Fillion's show, The Castle. When will that air? And given Nathan Fillion's track record, when will that be canceled? Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow, by the way, just a callback. Nathan Fillion, star of Firefly. Oh, wow. Oh, it all, it's it like sh- we planned it. It's, it was, <laughs> and we didn't. If we didn't know better, we would know that. Yeah, we that. didn't know better. Ah, uh, the castle. I don't know when the castle's coming. I don't have it. That's something we're going to have to, you know what? Jot that, jot that down, question boy. I have Look, that. Jot it down. I have it right here, old great one. <laughs> let's, uh, let's farm that out to Canada. All right. And the return of Amber. Let's. Uh, we got. She's probably. She's probably asleep at the wheel. She's like, well, these guys are not calling me. They're not yeah. sending me anything. And she doesn't have to worry about the inauguration or anything like that. No, because right? that, that, that country is what their their dictatorship. Wow, I thought we're the fifty first state. We were going. I think that's what Obama's going to announce in his inauguration. Oh God, yeah, take him over. Fifty first state. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. always a threat. I yeah. always use that with my foreign friends. Right. Right. Because right. if, if people get sassy with us, yeah, you're coming. You're going down. We'll make you the fifty first state. Yeah. I think he's going to close Guantanamo and then invade Canada. <laughs> that will be the big announcement. Yes. You heard it here first. You know what? Our neighbors to the north. They are north, right? Right. Okay. Well, I, who doesn't love Canada? But who runs Canada? It, it's a dictatorship, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a right? brutal dictatorship. It is a, br- it, it's a regime. <laughs> they have. Let's bring some regime change to Canada. Let's bring some maple regime change. <laughs> I think we should call for a call from Barack from the 202. You know, well, if, if you're out there listening... Barack in the 202. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, in, uh, what, we, what we call it? What, what, what do we call it? D.C.? Just D.C.? In the district. Yeah, the, the district. district. Calling from the district. Barack. Shout out to Barack in the 202. Well, that's, that's actually a great way to close. Here, congratulations, America. You have a new leader, new hope, a new light at the end of a dark eight years. Not to be politically, you know, last time I got that's, political. That's, uh, those Rush, are your comments. Rush so Limbaugh one. attacked me. Yes. About 24. When is, when is this podcast going to have some hope? <laughs> this <laughs> don't ask what you can do for your podcast. Ask what you can do for Goodman. <laughs> wow. gonna, you, you went into the cul-de-sac there, and you did not come out. Well, oh. this, let, let me just ask. Uh, I will ask you a question as we close this out. Uh, would what would Porno Dick say to the inauguration? Of our forty-fourth president. I'm upset that it's so cold here. I'd like to see some of the chicks in some <laughs> hot backless dresses. <laughs> They're all bundled up, scarves and long coats. Didn't you once famously buy Pat a coat? I bought her a very <laughs> nice Republican cloth coat. <laughs> Where is Checkers? He's he's up here with me in heaven. <laughs> Or is this hell? <laughs> uh, oh. Should we give the numbers now, old great one? <laughs> Let's do. Oh, okay. Let's do. If you are, do you, you want to do them in Porno Dick? 1 800 88. I'm sorry. One, another mistake. But it's not my mistake. 
1-888-SSC-TV-TM. I forget the other one. <laughs> I, I almost made it to the end. Oh, okay. If you're calling from outside of the continental United States and you're not celebrating the uh, uh, inauguration of a new president, call 415-777-8821. Or if you are a creative person, uh, bullied by the hope of a new country like ours, bursting with greatness, uh, record an MP3 and send it to podcasts. Plural at sfgate.com. And that's it. We are out of here.